Welcome back to the Shots Aside podcast. I'm your host, Alex, joined by Matt and Adam today. We got the full group. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. Good to be back. Doing good. Glad to have Adam back on the pod. Yeah. yeah Adam. <laughs> hey, Adam, when, uh, when are you going to do that TikTok? Me and Matt have been waiting, you know. <laughs> For, it seems like forever. We're just it's we're it's gonna it's, come out at a very special time. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm hype, building up the hype. <laughs> it's uh yeah. I mean, we, I I feel like I've been ready for like it, it seems like years, but um, <laughs> no 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 no. It can't come soon enough, but uh, yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, today, boys, uh, we'll get into some NBA news. We'll talk about the end season tournament. Uh, we'll also talk about some top fantasy players, maybe talk about, you know, players to add, drop, etc. Uh, we'll get into betting odds for tonight's games, and then we'll finish it off with part two of Shot to Side Pick'em. So uh, let's get started with uh, just some NBA news. Um, first bit of news, uh, Miles Bridges returns after 583 days uh, from his last game. Uh, he posted 17 points, five rebounds, four assists in 33 minutes, and chipped in two or two steals. Um, what do you guys think of Miles Bridges coming back? I know they lost. What was it, 130 to 99 to the Bucks? Uh, but what do you guys see from Miles Bridges? Uh, yeah, I mean, for considering how long he was out, I thought he played a lot better than I probably would have expected to him to um came off the bench I believe um but I feel like eventually he'll be a starter I mean obviously he probably will be considering he's one of their top players (laughs) um but I thought he played pretty good um I think a lot of people are wondering if the fans would cheer or boo him but um he got a pretty large ovation coming into the game for the first time um, so I think uh, Buzz City is happy to have him back. Um, whether or not he's a good person off the court, uh, he's still a good player on the court. So I think it's a plus for the for the Hornets. Yeah, I mean he's he's pretty much the the number two in uh, in Charlotte. Um, so they're gonna really really like having him back. But I think it might take him a while to adjust, get back into playing shape. I'm sure he's already in, in good playing shape, but he's just got to get acclimated to, you know, getting those minutes in. But I think that's going to be a great, great ad for the uh, for the Hornets coming back. Yeah, and uh, they, I mean, they have another game tonight against the Knicks, which we'll talk about a little bit later in our betting odds. But um, like you said, Adam, I mean, he's basically – their number two guy maybe you throw in brandon miller as a future number two guy for their team but um add scoring rebounding um he looked pretty good from outside in the first game i mean maybe it was well rested you know legs underneath him but um i thought he you know he, he impressed a little bit coming off the bench like matt said um and i think it's just going to help overall with the hornets i mean they've been struggling lately i think they're three and eight overall so um it's it's just good to see him back hopefully he can you know clean up the stuff off the court and uh you know be on this team long term but um good to see him back uh one of the games that i kind of had not circled but like i was keeping an eye on i was on league pass was the bulls versus uh magic game uh first the first one 
the first one, not the second one. I think, okay. you know, Magic won both of them. Um, but the first game, little controversial with a Paulo uh, Bancaro uh, game winner against the Bulls. Um, last two-minute report confirmed that Paulo actually traveled. How do you guys <laughs> feel about, like, the last two-minute reports and them bringing this out after the fact? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to support my fantasy boy, Paulo. So... So no I travel? Think, no travel, no travel. I think it was a valid, you know, game winner and everything. I, I believe in Paolo. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. Uh, officials, it's tough for them to make the call. Um, I'm not sure if the play was reviewed at the time either. I, I didn't see it live, so. But, I mean, it's one of those things. It's, it doesn't really matter that much. But the, the Bulls suck anyways. Uh, the, and the Magic also followed it up like two nights later with a win. Show that they deserve the win, so uh, I'm giving it to Paolo there. Yeah, I mean, so on travel calls, I don't, like if you don't call it on the court, I don't think they can go back and, I, I know they reviewed the play to make sure the best, or like it counted and everything, but yeah, I don't think you can go back and actually, you know, overrule and call it a travel, uh, if I'm correct or not, but um, yeah, I'll take it, your word for it. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I don't know either. I mean, if they could, so. if they could have, then I mean, this is a, this is something they should have overturned on the court. But I, personally, from what I know from the NBA rules, is you can't do travel calls or, or switch those around. But um, yeah, like Matt said, like they came back the second game um, against the Bulls and still got a win by six points. So um, you know, I don't. I don't think in the long scape of, thi- scape of things is it's too big of a deal, but um, you know you'd, you'd like to see the refs get some of these calls down the stretch um, more correct than wrong, which I think for the most part they do a good job. Yeah, unless they're you know refing the T Wolves game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean they've they've done just fine with T Wolves games. No, they've gotten better, but. I, yeah. Um, you can't really you can't really leave it up for the for the refs to decide the game. So yeah. at the end of the day, it's basketball. Yeah. Did you guys I mean, see both, the both games were at home too? True. Did you guys see the interview with? I think it was. Uh, who was it? I can't remember, but it was an interview with uh, two former players. I think it was Evan Turner and. Um, was it Iguodala, I believe? Oh, was it on, and, on Paul George's podcast? Yeah, on Paul George's podcast. And they brought up, like, uh, I think it was, like, a playoff game. They were talking about Game 7s, on how, like, Game 7s are, like, the worst thing for teams that are underdogs because the NBA can kind of, you know, make like, those calls. You're not winning this game, all right? <laughs> yeah. I, I forgot who Evan Turner said, um... I think it was Elton Brand told him, it was like, yep. Dude, he's like, we got to win by 15 points to even have a chance. If it's a close game, we're losing this game. Nobody wants to see Philadelphia against Miami in the finals. They want to see Boston against Miami. I mean, and it's true. It's true. <laughs> I know, but it's, I mean, is it good? I don't know if it's good for the league, though, to have something like that come out because then it just implies that, I mean, basically what Evan Turner is saying is the NBA is fixed. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, every every sporting like NFL, like 
NHL, like they're all kind of fixed in their own way, but like you still have players trying to win. Like you can't just leave it up to one one thing deciding the game, you know. There's multiple things that come into factoring in a win and a loss. Like you're gonna have you're gonna have players that, you know, play their asses off, but like it's not always gonna amount to a W. Right. And it's an entertainment yeah. factor. I mean I think they said that in the podcast too, but I mean you'd like the games to be fair and give every team a chance and not have you know something like this that pops up from the players saying this stuff but um i i don't know if it's just them being upset because they lost that game seven in boston or if it's if there's some sort of truth to it i mean you can you can go back like to you know many years like and you you still have these conversations in pretty much every era so I don't think it's a problem that's going to go away in the future years. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't think it's completely the case, though, because, like, otherwise, like, the Lakers would have beat the Nuggets and the Celtics would have beat the Heat. Um, I don't know. I, yeah. I think that officials obviously can impact games, just not completely. They used to have to play good. They used to have to hit shots and stuff. Right. I don't think the officials are getting, like, I don't think people are getting phone calls from people up top saying, hey, okay, we need to make some calls to make this team advance so that they move on. I don't think the refs are getting that information either. I think they're more worried about, you know, making the right calls instead of, you know, making wrong calls so they get called out. Yeah, and refs, honestly, it's probably more just like their own, like, biases, like, I mean, it's hard not to have, like, human biases. Toward, like, if you like a player a little bit more, like, you might true. give them a little more slack. And, like, true. I don't know. Stuff like that. Like, like if, if you have Draymond cussing you out one game and then you ref his next game, you might not be so nice to Draymond. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, good segue, Adam. Uh, Draymond Green suspended five games. Annie was fined. Clay Thompson and J.D. McDaniels also fined in that scuffle in Golden State where – um, you know, Golden State was already down Steph Curry, so you take out, you know, Draymond and Clay as well. Most people would have thought, you know, easy win for the Timberwolves. They barely nudged it out, but I think three points. Um, but what did you guys think of the whole Draymond Green, you know, trying to choke out Rudy Gobert situation? Well, it was all just so unnecessary. It's like it all kind of it kind of stemmed from like. Clay kind of like nudging or like pulling on uh, Jaden, but it all ha- happened from like pretty much nothing. And Draymond just escalated it to like the malice of the palace, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> A little different situation, but yeah, I mean, no, yeah, it, it just it it did not need to like escalate all of that. Like even like Steve Kerr was like, Draymond, come on, come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the first time in NBA history where we've had a game that's been 0-0, nobody scored, and then we've had three, or what was it, three ejections before yeah, anybody yeah. scored. So, yeah, Matt, what did you what did you think of this whole situation? Uh, you know, it was good marketing by the, the NBA to do a collab with the WWE with <laughs> Draymond going in for the choke slam on, on Rudy. But uh, I, I think... Uh, their beef goes back like quite a ways, so I, I I can see why Draymond targeted Rudy like that, because um, they've kind of been beefing for like five years at this point. 
and it kind of just came to a head at the, there. And then uh, Rudy took some shots at him after the game too with his press conference, which I thought were pretty funny, saying that Draymond doesn't want to play when Steph doesn't play, uh, which <laughs> basically calls calls him like like all success towards Steph. <laughs> I mean, well, is there some truth much. in that too? That, there is some truth in it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I mean, Draymond is still a DP. He has one DPOI, so I mean, you can't take that Rudy, away from though. Him. Yeah, Rudy's got two, doesn't he? Do, you uh, know how like three. that whole three? You know how that whole like uh, beef started was because uh, Rudy was crying because he didn't make the uh, all defensive team or an all all team. Yeah, and then. Draymond just can't kind of like tweeted at him and gave him shit, and then that, it just it just kind of snowballed after that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like it's flip flop this year. I feel like you know Draymond isn't maybe in that top defensive tier, and Rudy is now. So, I mean, Rudy's I, not the player he once was either. <laughs> no, but he's been he's been playing phenomenal this year, and you know Timberwolves have had the top defense overall, so. He's got a little bit to say. No, I think I think it makes it even more exciting when you go to see a uh, a Golden State uh, Wolves matchup. I yeah, think it's yeah. going to be even even more fun than than it would be, you know. Right, and Matt, we I think we talked about this earlier, but um, you know, even Ant I think had quotes about the Warriors. He was like, "I hope we play them in the in the playoffs. Like, I want to beat that team." So I want to see that too. There's definitely some back and forth between these two teams, and it'd be awesome to see whether it's like a first-round matchup or a second-round matchup to see those two teams play. Yeah, that that would be actually a really good series. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Chicago Bulls, tough go around for them lately. Um, you know, they're four and nine. We just mentioned they've lost, you know, two straight to the Orlando Magic. Um, Matt, you mentioned on the last podcast, you know, they could be, you know, maybe shipping out some players here soon. Um, for just a question for you guys, which player do you think they're more, most likely to trade for Chicago Bulls? And what team do you think, um, what do you think other teams want from the Chicago Bulls? I mean, but behind the scenes, I've been, I've been saying this all along. I've been saying that Zach Levine is on his way out. He's, he's, he's the best player on the Bulls. I, he's not the best player, but he's the most valued player on the Bulls in terms of other teams. And I think the one team that, that would really, really desperately need is um, is the, uh, the 76ers. I think they're going to make a strong case to trade for him because they have the picks now when they made the trade uh, with the Clippers. So I, I think they definitely have the draft capital, and then they can also throw in a couple role players in there to uh, satisfy the Bulls. Yeah, not a bad idea, but, I mean, who are you throwing in that trade? I mean, you got to throw in draft picks, obviously. You might have to get in a third team, too, unless you want, you know, Tobias Harris to be that trade piece. But if Which you're... it very well could be. Could be, but... I don't think Tobias goes to Chicago. I think he probably goes to a different team in a in a three team trade, if that right. trade were to go off. But I mean, that's definitely like the type of player that the 76ers are 
are looking to go get because they're not they're not looking to rebuild right now. They have the the MVP on their team, so they're looking to win right now, especially in the East where it's it's kind of heating up in the East right now. Yeah, Matt, do you have a trade for the Chicago Bulls that may you know may work out for either the Chicago Bulls or for another team that you really like? Um. Yeah, I mean, uh, Levine would be nice if he got traded. I, I just don't see it just because of how big his salary is. Because, um, like, he's in two years, he'll be making $48 million, which is an absolute crap ton for Zach Levine. Um, so I'm more likely to see somebody like um, Caruso move because his contract's around $10 million, something like that, uh, which is a lot more tradable. And he's also a person that is probably coveted by teams competing for a championship um, just because of his defense and versatility. Um, and a team that I think would make a lot of sense for that team would be uh, the Milwaukee Bucks trading for him to replace that defense that they lost with Drew Holiday. Um, kind of, I mean, he would fit in perfectly with that, that lineup and that would – pretty much give them that defense that they lost and then also like some playmaking too um that they lost with drew as well so i, I think like that. that could be a good trade and then as far as what they could offer them they could offer them like something like Beauchamp and like a couple picks or something i'm not sure what draft capital they have but i think that would be pretty reasonable for um caruso especially if they're trying to tank right yeah, I know they gave up a couple. They gave up two first-round picks in the Dame trade, I believe. Yeah, I thought they might have one left, but I'm not not sure. And I think I think two. They made two first-rounders and then a draft swap. I think. Yeah, I think there were. I think it was two and then two, possibly two draft swaps as well. So, um, they might have one more first-round pick available. Um, if I'm Chicago, though, you have to get a first round pick from Caruso with, you know, what I mean, you probably have all close to all, you know, teams in the league probably wanting a player like Caruso on their team. So if I'm Chicago, I want at least a first at least at the minimum, a first round pick back for Caruso. Um, another player, you know, DeMar DeRozan, a little bit older in age, makes a lot of money. Um, a lot of people thought maybe, you know, the Lakers would be a good opportunity. I just don't know how that really fits in. Um, and then who are you giving up? Are you giving up D'Lo? You're not giving up Reeves. Um, I, I just don't know how the, the spacing works because, you know, DeRozan's not the best three-point shooter, and you kind of need three-point shooting on that team, especially with Gabe Vincent out. Um so I don't know how that fit works. Now, Caruso, yeah, I would love Caruso if he went back to the Lakers. I think that's that's shown that he works good with LeBron James. So um, so some good trades there with Chicago Bulls. Uh, I mean, who knows? They could have a winning streak coming soon. Uh, no, my thoughts, it's, it's going to be a fire sale. It's going to be a fire <laughs> sale. That's the way it's looking. So um, some other news. Paul George was fined 35000 for criticizing refs. Um, nothing new from NBA stuff. There's always people criticizing refs. I mean, we basically <laughs> just did it to start off this pod. So, <laughs> um, LeBron also passed Jason Kidd for fifth on all time triple double list. Um, do you guys know who the top five is for triple double list? 
My go Oscar Robinson's got to be in there. And then Westbrook. Yeah, Oof. so it's it's Russell Westbrook at one. You got Oscar Robinson at two, Magic Johnson, and then LeBron yep. and J. Kidd. Uh, yeah. Some pretty good company right there. Um, I want to look at some, uh, before we move on, look at some teams that are streaking, whether it's positive or negative. Um, right now, the Celtics, best record in the NBA. They're 10-2, five straight wins. Uh, the Heat, after a 1-4 start, are now 8-4 after rallying off seven straight. Uh, in the Western Conference, you got the Kings that are 7-5 and five on a five-game winning streak. Um, what do you guys, which one of these teams is the most surprising team that's on a winning streak for you guys right now? Yeah, I'd say um, out of those three teams, I'd say Miami would probably be the most shocking. But, I mean, it's not really because they, they have – a great team under them but i gotta give it to the, to the kings too though i mean the west is pretty stacked nowadays um i mean yeah they're on just a five a five win game streak but that's pretty good when you're in the west and um the celtics i'm not really surprised the east has been very lackluster this year i mean yeah, they they played some like decent teams. Who did they play? They played um. <clears throat> what was their last game? Uh, they beat the Raptors yesterday. But yeah, the the Raptors are a decent team in the East. Um, but oh yeah, they played uh, the Sixers, which are a good team. They played the Knicks, who've been playing pretty decent recently but i'm not really shocked by the Celtics because you know who they have they have a stacked starting five so i'm not really surprised on their win streak they're gonna go through many win streaks this year but the the heat have been pretty impressive on their uh, seven game win streak here probably gonna make it eight tonight <laughs> <laughs> yeah it definitely could um yeah I, I mean for me it's it's probably the heat as well um i think they just it's, it's weird because usually we're, I mean, at least the past couple of years, we're used to them like having slow starts and then having to come on late, barely sneak in the playoffs and then make a run. Um, this year, you know, Bam Adebayo is playing phenomenal. Tyler Hero is playing good. Um, you know, even Duncan Robinson's adding stuff. They're getting stuff from Highsmith. Um, you know, I, I, th I think the one thing they're kind of missing is that point guard. I don't know how long they can run Kyle Lowry 30 plus minutes a game um, without him dealing with one of his injuries. So, um, so far so good for the heat. Um, but yeah, those other two teams, you know, Kings, you know, we, I think they usually do good in the, in the regular season. I'm not really surprised with them. And then Celtics, Adam, you said it to a T not surprised with the, the team they have. Yeah. Uh, for me, I would say the Celtics just cause, uh, they got that big win in Philadelphia without uh, Brown and Porzingis, which was a pretty big win when you're shorthanded to get a win like that over one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. So I think to keep their win streak alive with that game was pretty impressive. I mean, showed just how good Tatum is. And then Derek White was phenomenal that game as well. So uh, the Celtics, are, they're going to be a very tough team to beat in the playoffs. 
Um, yes. But, yeah, I mean, no qualms with the Heat pick either. I feel, feel like the Heat have just been rolling lately. Um, I think their last loss might have been to the T-Wolves too, wasn't it? Or It was against the Nets. Oh, the Nets. By four. Okay. But, yeah, they've been looking good. Yeah. On the other side of things, there's a bunch of teams that are, you know, kind of at the bottom of the standings, but on some, you know, bad losing streaks. Um, they include, you know, the Pistons, who have lost 10 straight. Um, that's tough you know, as a Detroit <laughs> fan. If you are you start out the year so strong at 2-1 and one, uh, and then rattle off 10 straight losses. Um, Wizards lost five straight. They've kind of struggled with adding, you know, Jordan Poole, who was supposed to be kind of their savior for this year hasn't turned out the same way um warrior, <laughs> warriors are uh after a six and two start they're now six and seven they've lost five straight games and then the spurs spurs have lost seven seven straight games um um and also the trailblazers have lost six straight so out of those teams guys which one of those teams do you think can maybe get off of this losing streak or and also uh which team do you see Besides the Troy Pistons, uh, you know, maybe rattling up some more losses in the loss column. Yeah, I can definitely, definitely say the Detroit Pistons aren't getting any better. <laughs> they are who they are. <laughs> it's tough. But um, I just, I mean, I know you didn't, I don't know. If, did you mention Golden State? I did, yes. I, I'd say they're probably the one team. Once when they get Steph back, they're the one team that's for sure going to turn things around and start winning. And then they get Draymond back in, what, four games now? Uh, three more games, I believe. Three, three more games. Three more. But, yeah, once, when, once uh, for sure once when they get Steph back, they're going to start rattling off some wins, getting on some win streaks here. And then I also believe that San Antonio can definitely start winning more games. Because I, I think Wimbyama, he's definitely starting off kind of just he's just he's just starting off kind of slow, but I think he's going to start ramping it up here towards the middle of the season. Scoring like forty a game, probably. Look, he's going to be looking like eighty in no time. Eighty's <laughs> not scoring that much right now. No, yeah, eighty's kind of having a, a, some down games, but I, I believe that he's going to turn it up as well. Yeah, yeah, I kind of agree. I especially agree with the Warriors one. I think uh, Spurs can get back in it. They need Vassell back to be in full time and Trey Jones back today, so that'll help. Um, And then also, Keldon Johnson was out one game too. Hopefully he plays. Um, And then as far as like the Blazers go, um, the Blazers, I can see continuing their losing streak. Um, especially with with Scoot out, and they just they just don't look good. <laughs> um, like even even uh, like Shaden had ten turnovers yesterday. That was awful. Um, Aiton is just he's an interesting player to watch. Um, so good at times, and then so terrible at times as well. Um, and then what was the last team? It was uh, oh the Pistons. The Pistons. Yep. I mean, that slope just might keep getting steeper for the Pistons, uh, especially if they keep starting Killian Hayes and Kevin Knox. Uh, it's just a recipe <laughs> for 
a losing streak right there. Um, but we'll see though. Uh, it, it is pretty interesting that um, Kevin Knox is playing over James Wiseman, who's a former second overall pick. Um, but, right. Uh-oh. Yeah. I mean, Detroit has some issues with trying to get the rotation right. Um, I think if you're Monty Williams, you got to try anything you possibly can. Maybe throwing Jaden Ivey in the starting lineup. I, honestly, I don't even know because um, it's just not, it hasn't been looking good offensively or defensively for that team. Um, but yeah, I, I could see all, all these teams pretty much continuing their losing streaks besides maybe the Warriors. I think Steph might be back tonight, if not probably the next game. So um, they'll probably pick up a win and, and maybe get back to 500 here soon. Um, the other teams, though, most of them are at the bottom of the standing. So, um, you know, we kind of thought they'd be here. So, um Let's talk about the uh, in-season tournament, though, guys. Um, how have you guys liked it so far? I mean, I think most teams have played about three games in the in-season tournament. Um, your guys' thoughts? I thought I thought it's been great so far, um, especially with uh, the the point differential thing being a, a key factor in it. Guys are playing harder through the end of games, uh, especially when. They know that that's going to matter in, like, the standings. Um, and then just in general, I feel like it kind of just adds, like, an extra flair to, like, a regular season game that you might not care that much about. Because um, they, they got, the, like, the courts and then, like, the special jerseys for those games. So, like, they, they definitely do a lot of advertising for those specific games um, just to make sure that you know that it's supposed to be special. Um, right. But... Uh, I think there is some intensity into it too, because like I was watching the the Jazz Phoenix game last night, and that I mean you could definitely feel it. the the Jazz crowd was pretty dang loud uh, last night, and they were definitely into it, um, even though they got the loss. Um, but I, I think it it definitely adds like a little bit of a flair. And then I mean, I personally think the like the only thing that I don't really like about it is that. The finals are in Vegas. I almost wish the finals were in the home arenas of the higher seeds. Just because, like... Really? I kind of like it in Las Vegas, though. little getaway vacation. Yeah. I just feel like what's fun about the season tournament is the fans, though. Because, like, you get your special court and stuff. And, like, I don't know. I know, but there's going to be so many fans in Vegas that haven't had an NBA team that hopefully might have one in the future that don't really get to see, yeah. you know, NBA games all the time. So it's kind of cool I think, for them. Yeah. I think that's the point is just to get more fan recognition in the NBA in Las Vegas. So when they do have a team in Las Vegas, they're not just starting off from, you know, ground floor. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it could be. I've just seen how, how dead some of those summer league games have been in Las Vegas. Um, yeah, that's so. summer league. <laughs> but, yeah. That's uh, rookies I mean, I, and players yeah. that are – on the edge of making teams. I do think in the future, like, you know, I, in the future they should start having them at like the home arenas at the top seeds. Right. They definitely, they definitely could. Yeah. Um, Mid- looking Mid- at, yeah. looking at just uh, the rec- records right now, we'll go into <laughs> predictions on what we think might happen, but 
right now in Group A, Indiana's 2-0, Philly's right behind them at 2-1, and, and then you got Cleveland and Atlanta at 1-1. One one. We're not even going to mention Detroit. They're kind of out of it at 0-3. Uh, group B in the East, Milwaukee and Miami are both 2-0. Milwaukee has the advantage, though, because they have a plus 36 differential, which is kind of crazy, to uh, Miami's plus 13. Um, so you might see one of those teams, probably Miami maybe, if they uh, go 3-1, and one, maybe being a wild card. Um, group C, Boston's 2-0, uh, plus 17 differential. Right behind them is Brooklyn at 2-1. Uh, Western Conference, Lakers 3-0. They're plus 42 differential. They'll probably make it out of Group A. Um, group B, you got the Pelicans and Denver tied at the top at 2-1. Uh, Pelicans actually just got that big win yesterday. Um, so that was huge against Denver. They have a plus 23 differential. And then finally in Group C, you have Sacramento at the top at 2-0, followed by Minnesota, who is only down by six in the differential column. Um, they will play each other, I think, pretty soon. So we'll get to see probably who makes it out of that group uh, in the head-to-head matchup. But um, Let's get into predictions for you guys. Uh, we'll start in the East, Group A. Who do you guys see coming out of Group A between Indiana, Philadelphia, Cleveland, Atlanta, and Detroit? I I think I would say that the Sixers – I want to say the Sixers are going to come out, but the, the Pacers are definitely making a strong case for themselves. I, I'm just going with my gut feeling on the Sixers, I think – Embiid can definitely uh, win some some in some tournament games here coming up. Okay. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I think. Who did the Sixers lose to? They lost to Indiana. Oh, that that not no. I, Indiana's gonna come. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and then Indiana's only got they got Atlanta. So if they win that game three against Atlanta, in Atlanta. Then they played Detroit for the fourth game. So they're probably a shoe-in at this point um, with, you know, Philly, you know, possibly being a wild card um, option. But let's go to group four, who uh, or group B, sorry. Um, Adam, Matt, who do you guys see coming out of this group between Milwaukee, Miami, New York, Charlotte, and Washington? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride with the hot team. The the Heat team. <laughs> the Heatles? The Heatles. I, I think um, I think they're looking good. So far this year, they're looking good. And then when they get Tyler Hero back, I think they're going to look even better. But Bam has been just a big surprise to me this year. I think he's taken a big step up to uh, superstardom. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got to give it to the Heat. I know the Bucks are making a very strong case for themselves, too. Also 2-0. and But I'm going to give the slight edge to the Heatles. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think I'd have to agree. I think that the Heat, I could see the Heat winning and being uh, in the tournament. And then the first game in the tournament, resting all of their guys. Um, just to send a message to the NBA. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean... It's tough because, like, I I think it comes down to both both those two teams at the top, Milwaukee, Miami, play um, their matchup for the last game, game four. 
um, and it's in Miami. So, you know, if, if, if both teams are healthy, I think that's like a game where it's a must watch. You got that's you got to tune into that one because um, I think it's going to come down to the to the wire. And we already saw what, you know, these two teams have done over the you know last what? basically three, three, four years in the playoffs. So um, that'll be an intriguing matchup. I think the Knicks have a dark horse chance. I mean, they did lose to Milwaukee, but, you know. I don't know if I believe it. I don't know if I believe in that. I know, but if Miami beats Milwaukee and then New York wins out, I think they would have, uh, Milwaukee might still have it just because of point differential, but then New York might be a wild card. So um, I think you still, you probably still have to go. I'm going to go with Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee wins this group. Just, you know, the sheer talent that they have with Dame Dalla and Giannis. But uh, I think it'll be a good one in Group B. Um, looking at Group C, do we do we need to even talk about this one though? I think Boston. I don't think we. I don't think right? we need to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean, maybe my... maybe the Nets come up big and they just storm through Group Group C here, but. Well, I mean, they already not. lost to Boston though, so. That's the thing. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe a dark horse chance would maybe be Orlando. <laughs> come on now! Come on. <laughs> I mean, they're they're one and one. They play Toronto and Boston. If they can get both those wins, I think they would maybe have a chance of making it. But their point differentials at negative fourteen, so probably not. But you know, yeah. Boston's probably the safe option, right, Matt? Yeah, I would I would definitely go with Boston, especially since they already beat the Nets. Right. Uh, Western Conference. We going Lakers on this one as well, or is Adam feeling Phoenix, even though Phoenix lost to the Lakers? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can go with the Suns on this one. They're they're no? <laughs> they're reaching for bigger things like uh, NBA championships. <laughs> I think you got to be healthy for those, right? <laughs> hey, so so do the Lakers. So do the Lakers. Lakers have been pretty healthy all year. I don't know. LeBron's been out a, a couple games, I think, and then AD's been out a couple games. Yeah, and they're still three and zero in Group A. <laughs> we'll see. I, I mean, they got to get out of the first first kind of round of the tournament anyway. So we'll see. Yeah, last game uh, against Utah should be a winnable game. Yeah, I'm going with the Jazz. I think the Jazz win. Oh, Jazz! Let's I mean, go. they are two and one. They'll be three and one after they beat the Lakers, tied with them. Then they win head to head. But they, the point differential, they still won't get in because Lakers are at forty-two, Utah's at nineteen. They'd have to beat the Lakers by like what over? It's not head to head, even if they played each other. I no, I think if you have the same record, it goes by point differential. I believe I could be wrong. Hmm. I thought only if it was like a three-way tie. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll you find out. You have to do out. research, Al. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I thought that's what it is. It goes by point differential if you're tied. Um, but I guess we'll see. Uh, group B in the West. I mean, Pelicans did get that clutch win against Denver last night. So, 
And you got the Clippers in Dallas, who have both lost two games. They're one and two. Houston's one and one. Oof. That's I mean, I think it comes down to if the if the Pelicans can beat the Clippers uh, for Game Four, which, um, yeah, you know, I don't know. I think I, I'm still going with Denver. I think Clippers really? get the win. I think the Clippers beat the Pelicans, and then Denver beats Houston for Game Four. To just, just see for me just i think i think the younger teams are going to benefit in these in these tournaments so i'm going to go with the pelicans i think they're young and they're okay. they're looking to win something because the pelicans have been a very underwhelming team the past couple of years i mean I and mean, they have a, a great roster i think or i mean they have a they have a good starting five starting to least. get a little healthier too so I think if if the Pelicans stay healthy, I think they're a lock for Group B. I think Denver doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> <laughs> wow, defending champs have no no shot. Adam saying no shot, no shot. <laughs> Matt, yeah, what do you think? I'll probably go Pelicans too. I think they need to win something while Zion's still healthy. So I think this would be perfect for them to win. Uh, we, we know he won't be in the playoffs because he'll be out by that time. Um, so this would be a perfect little championship for them to win. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess you guys are just undervaluing the defending champs in the Denver Nuggets, but that's that's you guys can pick who you want. I'm not going to judge. <laughs> Didn't the Pelicans <laughs> just, just beat them? Yeah, I, I think I think they one did, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. <laughs> Yeah, I get that. I get that. But uh, Group C, um, we're going Timberwolves on this, right? Oh, easily Timber Pups. Yeah. I mean, I, I have the Timberwolves winning the tournament, so this, it's not even close. <laughs> I mean, it's going to come. I have them winning both tournaments. <laughs> both? Oh, <laughs> wow. That's bold. Yeah, Is I mean, it <laughs> it's going to come down to game three, though. It's, you know. Sacramento at Minnesota uh, for that third game. So it's gonna be whoever a fun wins game that game, watch. yeah, whoever wins that game wins Group C, basically. Yep. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see uh, how this this tournament ends up. I think it's gonna be really fun to watch uh, it all unfold. Totally agree. Um, let's get into some fantasy talk, guys. Last seven days, top 10 point scores head-to-head ESPN. Uh, Joel Embiid, 228 points at number one. Bam Adebayo, 218. Jokic, 215. Davis, Anthony, uh, 196. Tyrese Maxey, 194. Sabonis, 188. KD, 185. SGA, 180. Uh, to round out the top 10, you have Julius Randle at 179 and LeBron at 178. Um, what do you guys look at when you're trying to add or drop players in fantasy from a week to week basis? So I might, I might just pull a little cheat sheet for all you guys, but what I do, I go to, uh, the players, the player pool and free agency and I go to, I go to research and then I go to plus minus and it shows you pretty much who's been killing it the past, like, or who's been really heating it up lately and usually if they have like a like a plus like plus 10 or above usually that's a player that is doing really good and that you should probably pick them up 
or I'll I'll go to um, I'll go to the good old RotoWire report, <laughs> and I'll see who's out that that day, and if uh, if a big star is out and they need a replacement in the starting lineup, uh, I'll usually go after those players. And so far, it's working. I mean, I have a pretty good record in fantasy so far, so I'd like <laughs> to think I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Yeah, some pretty good tips there from Adam. I mean, I, I just followed what you did. Went to plus minus. Uh, zero players at plus 10 for plus minus. So It's not uh, a good week right now. <laughs> yeah, apparently don't draft it. The next highest person on here is Tim Hardaway Jr. at 7.3. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, not a bad pickup. But, Matt, you got anything to follow that up with? Uh, any tips for the fans? Yeah, I mean, if if you go to like all players though, like he picked up Skylar Mays, which plus eleven point five, right? Duncan okay. Robinson yeah. plus seventeen point five, Miles Bridges plus twenty four point eight. Can't believe he was on free agents for people. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, pretty much just like Adam said, like just look for guys that are killing it. That uh, I mean, the biggest thing is like minutes. Like look for a guy that's gonna get minutes. Um, can't can't put up stats if you don't get minutes um yep so yeah that's true. probably my biggest thing i'm not not really killing it in our season long one but i'm doing pretty good in the dynasty one so far but the scoring is way different in that one right so. um yeah just some tips for you guys uh if you're trying to look to add or drop some players in fantasy for this week or next week but All right, let's get into our last little thing on the podcast, our shot side pick em part two uh, for Sunday's games. Um, Friday's games went uh, pretty good for Adam. I think he's our leader right now. Let's uh, go. 10 out of 15 questions right. Matt got seven and I got eight. So hopefully me and Matt can kind of come back on these um, this, this second part. But um, if you guys didn't know, you can post them on uh, our Apple Pod. Uh, if you go to our kind of our uh, main page, it'll have a website. You can go on there, comment in the section below, or you can just comment to our Twitter post, which already got posted. So um, good luck to you guys. There will be a prize at the end for the winner, um, unless it's one of us. Question number one, though. Uh, this is the 76ers at Nets game. Which team scores 15 points first? Um, I'll start off, and then we'll go Adam, Matt, um, and then carry that throughout the rest of the segment. Um, I'm gonna have I'm gonna go Sixers on this one. I think they've been playing really well. Uh, I have them scoring 15 first. I as well. I also have the Sixers scoring 15 points first. I do not believe the Nets are gonna start off strong here. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go Sixers as well. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of it's kind of obvious. It's kind of obvious. I know we got to get some points back on Adam though, so I mean, we're gonna have to have some different an- different answers. But um, there's 15 questions, so we got a chance. Uh, question number two: This is a Pistons at Raptors game. Uh, who scores more points between Cade Cunningham and Scotty Barnes? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna go with Scotty Barnes on this one. All right, okay. You know, I, I don't. I don't think Scotty's gonna have a good game. I'm gonna go with 
Mr. Cade Cunningham. Okay. Uh, where's the game at? It's in, in Toronto. Toronto. Um, I'll go with Scotty. Scotty. Scotty's been killing it lately. A little chance for me and Matt to get some, maybe some points back <laughs> or further <laughs> Adam's lead. Question number three, uh, Magic at Pacers. Uh, we'll have two back-to-back questions for the Magic and Pacers for question three and four. First one is, does Tyrese Halliburton go over or under his assist average? It's currently at 12.5. I'm going to say... Oh, I'm going to say it goes over. Oh, that's bold. That is it bold. is. He's, it's a bold call. He's going to get 13 assists. I, I don't believe that. I, I think he... I think he still gets the assist numbers, but I don't think he gets 13. I'm going to go with the under. Uh, I kind of figured you would. Yeah, I'm going I'm to rock with Adam here on this one and go with the under. Okay. I guess I'll be starting 3-0, and you guys will be fighting <laughs> for second this week. It's all good. <laughs> Question number four. Who will be the leading rebounder in the Magic Pacers game? This is a this is a weird one. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with Paolo Bancaro. Really? Wow. Yeah. yeah no, I'm especially. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Wendell Carter. I think he definitely he gets playing? some boards. He's he's is out. He playing? Yeah. He's out. Yeah. Goga Batazzi right. starting for him, and I That's think the off the bench. They have Moritz Wagner off the bench as well. Is Miles Turner? Is he is he playing? Yeah, he's playing. I think. I go I go with Miles Turner. I'll go with my a little wild card here. <laughs> wild card because they have one center on the on the Pacers team. <laughs> uh, hmm. That's probably who I was gonna go with. Uh, you can say the same answer if you want. I'm trying to think who else rebounds. Um, here, just go to the next question. I'll think. <laughs> no, you gotta say the answer now. I'm looking up their <laughs> rebounding stats right now. Oh, you can't do that! Come on, you should just know this. I mean, you can go with uh, you can go with like dome. math. You can get like math. Well, I mean, averages like I mean, three you, rebounds you, a game. I was leading it for uh, Orlando, and then um, uh, I'll go with Adam. I'll go with. Uh, Turner. Okay, Turner. All right. Question number five and six will both be Nuggets at Cavaliers questions. First one up, who wins the game between the Nuggets and Cavaliers? This is in Cleveland, by the way. Um, I'm going to go with the Cleveland Cavaliers on this one. I think the defense, you know, they have the defense with the centers that can kind of maybe not shut down Jokic, but maybe make things harder. And then I think, you know, Donovan Mitchell might have one of those games. Yeah. Yeah, I got to go with the Cavs. I, I mean, as good wow. as Jokic is, they don't have Murray. They don't really – I mean, they their second best player right now is Aaron Gordon. And I don't think – I don't think the Nuggets really stack so well against uh, the Cavs without Jamal Murray. Okay. What is just who wins? Yeah, who, just who wins the game? 
Oh, the, the Nuggets. Mitchell's out tonight. He might be out again, so I'll go Nuggets. Oh, see? I didn't even know that. Okay. Might be an easy win for Matt. Um, next question, question six. Will this game go over or under 225 total points? This is at, like, the season average of both those teams' combined points per game. So, um... This is a tough one. I think they're going to go under 225. 225. Like uh, 112 apiece right there. Um, yeah. 13. I'm, I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over. I think one, I think someone's going to go crazy in okay. that game. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the over. Yep. What's the over on it? What's the line? 225. 225. So 113 apiece, basically. Wait, you got you picked under, you picked over? Yeah. Ah, uh, That one's tough. That's a good line. I mean, we can give you like a five-minute break if you want to think about it more. Yeah, you want to? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go... Uh, just, what's your heart I li- telling you? I, li- I like points. <laughs> okay. Over I on the too. points. I do too. Sounds good. Question number seven, Kings at Mavericks. This will be for question seven and eight. First one is, which team scores 15 points first? I'll start first. I will say, I say the Kings get off to a hot start in Dallas, but Dallas ends up winning that game. But I have Kings for this one. Oh, yeah, no, I got, I got the Mavs. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, Luca and, and Irving are going to go off. I'll go with the Kings. Kings? Okay. Yeah. Another Question one for eight. your boy. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Kings at Mavericks. Which player has the highest plus minus at the end of the game? We're not going to look up plus minus for all these players, but um, you just got to guess the right right player. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Luka Doncic. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. It's a, that's a good, that's a good choice. But I'm gonna go with the safe play in uh, Sabonis because I know he doesn't really turn the ball over uh, that much. That's a good pick. I'm gonna have to go with Swiper the Fox. Swiper, no swiping. <laughs> All right, three different answers. We it could be a totally different answer than the three we just put out too. <laughs> Um, question number nine, Celtics at Grizzlies. Who will be the assist leader of the game? Um, this is a tough one. Hmm. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Derek White. Assist Damn. Leader. Damn, yep, that's what I was thinking, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do the same answer. I'm gonna go with Drew Holiday. Okay. He is the assist leader for the Boston Celtics currently, so it's a safe pick. Um, and Matt's doing some research right now, so we'll just wait <laughs> till he gets his answer. Oh, my phone is ringing. <laughs> oh. uh, I'll go with... Um, uh, I can't remember his first name, but I'll go with Gilliard. We'll do, do a little... Ooh. Oh, okay. Gilliard of the uh, Grizzlies, starting point guard. So, 
I like yeah. that pick. That's a good pick. All right. Question number 10 and 11 will both be Suns at Jazz. I have a feeling Adam will pick just any Suns question. So, whatever you're going to say, Devin Booker. How many? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> how many total players will record a double double in this game? Um, we had this question last time. Uh, I was the only one out of us three uh, that got it right. I said two. Matt said three, I believe. And Adam said four. So um, I'll start us off with double doubles. Um, geez. I'm going to say I'm going to say there's one player in this game that gets double double. Really? You know, I, I think Nurkic is going to get one, and I think either KD or Devin Booker have, have a great possibility in getting the double-double. And I think one person. I'm, I'm going to go with three. I feel three. solid with three. Okay. Matt, what about you? Who's the other? The Suns are playing who? The Jazz. Oh, the Jazz. Um, I'll go with three as well. Hopefully it's not two or zero or four. <laughs> yeah, I think Collins had a double double last night. And yeah, Booker had a double double with assists. So yeah, I mean this is we're totally guessing at this point. So you never know on a game to game basis, but you can definitely kind of narrow it down a little bit. But right. Question number eleven for Suns at Jazz: Which team gets to fifty points first? I will go with the Suns. Yep, I'm going with the Suns. Not even not even going to stutter on that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going Suns, too. <laughs> okay. Question number 12. Thunder at Trailblazers. This will be for question 12 and 13. First one up. Will SGA, Shea Gilgis Alexander, go over or under his 29.3 points per game average? Uh, so basically, is he going to score 30 points or more? Um, it's against the Trailblazers. Nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the over on this. Mm-hmm. I really want to just smash that over, but I'm, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go under. I think they're gonna share the ball around that game. I, I had that thought process, but uh, I just think SGA is just too good and wants his points. <laughs> over under thirty points for Shea. Yeah. That's what it is. Or his scoring average. Well, 29.3, so he has to get 30 or above. Uh Uh-oh. Against the Blazers? Yeah. I'll go under. I think they could blow him out. Over Mm -hmm. under under. Second part to that, question 13, Thunder at Trailblazers. How many blocks will Chet Holmgren record? His season average on the year is (laughs) 2.2. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm not going with 15, but uh, against the Trailblazers, where uh, mm, this is tough. I'm gonna say he goes over on the season average. I'm gonna go. He go. He gets a solid four blocks in the game. So pretty much over or under two and a half. No, you just have to guess how many blocks he gets. I oh. hope you guess it right. You said four. I said four. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say two. Just a, a nice solid two. Okay. I'm going to go with three. Two, three, four. Okay. 
Watch him have zero blocks in the game, too. <laughs> All right. Uh, question 14 and 15 will both be Rockets at Lakers. First one, Rockets at Lakers, will be both teams average 25.3 assists per game, which is pretty impressive. Uh, what team wow. gets more assists, though, in this game, Rockets or Lakers? I'm going to say the – I'm going to have to – I have to go with the Lakers. I, th- I think LeBron probably gets a double-double in this game. You know, Tebow That's very biased. It is a little bit. I'm going Lakers. Yeah, I, I, I think the Rockets share the ball more. I think the only people that really get assists on the Lakers is LeBron. <laughs> D'Lo, Reeves, Anthony uh, I Davis. Feel, I mean, come on. I feel like overall AD? I think the Rockets – yeah, did you, what? Did, you not, did you not see AD's lob to LeBron last game? That's yeah, an assist. AD's that's, not that's, an assist guy, though. That's that's more assist than Jabari uh, Smith's, or, or, yeah, Smith's going to get. I feel like uh, uh, Jalen Green and, and Van Vliet and Oh, Jalen Green doesn't assist. Sit. Come on. Sometimes, sometimes he has some good games where he facilitates. But then you have Sagoon, who's also averaging like six assists a game. I'm gonna go with the Rockets. I'm smashing the Rockets. Okay, you guys are both. I'm taking it. You both are going Rockets. Yeah, I'm literally smashing the keyboard for Rockets right now. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Last question. Question 15. Rockets at Lakers. Which team wins the game? I'm gonna go Lakers once again. You guys get to yeah, smash yeah, Rockets no, again? No, this one you're probably right. You're probably, <laughs> oh, no. It's probably going to be the Lakers, especially if if LeBron and AD both play. I'm gonna I'm gonna smash the, the Lakers on this one. Matt, do you feel the same way? Where is he? My light smash it. it. My light it's, smash. It's it. in yeah. LA. It's last game, last game, the the Rockets did blow the Lakers out. Right. Uh, that was without. Wasn't that without um, AD? No, AD just had a bad game. He just had a bad oh, game, yeah, right? Actually, yeah, yeah. That was where uh, Dylan Brooks stared at LeBron for a minute straight. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, the Lakers get their gate back. I think the Lakers win. All right. Questions are submitted. Uh, everybody, you can submit them um, either on Twitter uh, attached to our page or in the comments section below. Um, that'll be it for the podcast. I appreciate Adam and Matt uh, for you guys coming on, giving your input, answering the questions, helping out with betting odds, and everything you guys do to make this podcast run. Um, we will probably have another podcast coming out next week. Um, probably more questions for you guys, part three. Uh, make sure to check out our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, basically all of our social media, especially our TikTok page because Adam's going to have a fire TikTok coming out soon. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> From all of us here at Shot Side, peace out. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>